People at the Kuala Lumpur High Court today clamoured to fit into the same lift as Najib Razak as he headed up to the fifth-floor courtroom for his SRC international trial. Perhaps they were hoping to rub shoulders with the former Prime Minister. Najib smiled but did not react otherwise. Subo Muhammad Yassin, a name which had been mentioned repeatedly in the early days of the trial, finally took the stand today. As the trial entered day 29, we heard how the former SRC director was warned to leave the country in lieu of investigations into the company. By the Malaysian Insight, this is The People vs. Najib Razak. Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. It was a wet and humid morning. Najib's outrider was not able to clear traffic for him as there was a line of cars dropping passengers off at the court lobby. The guard blew his whistle several times in an attempt to hasten the queue, but Najib still had to wait his turn. As he walked into the court complex, our producer Ray caught a whiff of fresh linen from the former PM, in case you were wondering what he smells like. Clad in a black pinstripe suit, Najib sat at the public gallery waiting for proceedings to start. He chatted with his aide and played with his phone. He also briefly stepped outside to answer a call. His aide placed his two yellow cushions in the dock, an attempt at making the hardwood bench more comfortable. For a few days now, he has been toting the thick paperback The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene, but is never seen reading it. On the stand was Afida Azwar Abdulaziz, Deputy Secretary in the Strategic Investments Department at the Ministry of Finance. Yesterday, she was cross-examined by defence lawyer Farhan Reid. This morning, Shafi told the court Farhan has no further questions for her, but that he does. Let's hear from Ray. Afida found it hard to understand Shafi's question, asking him to repeat multiple times. She also often paused to think before answering. She told the court she only started working in the guarantee unit in 2010. From 2010 to 2011, she was involved in preparing five government guarantees. Shafi asked her whether she was rushed to prepare SRC's guarantee. Afida said yes. The lawyer kept asking her what she meant by rushed. Sounding a little exasperated, she said she was under duress and was being pressured to complete it. When asked if she suspected anything, Afida took a long pause and finally said she did, initially. After discussing with her superior, Malia Mihamad, who told her it was an order from above, she decided to prepare the guarantee letter. Shortly after her meeting with Malyami, she met with SRC representatives who did not provide her with any documents or information when she asked. In fact, she was told the only answer to the PM, who was Najib at the time. Near the end of Shafi's questioning, Afida seemed hesitant to answer at all. After Shafi wrapped up his cross-examination, Afida was re-examined by DPP V. Sitambaram, who asked her if she knew who gave the instruction to rush the guarantee. 
Afida said her boss just told her that SRC was the Prime Minister's company. Upon hearing that, the defence immediately stood up and exclaimed that this was just hearsay. This sparked a back and forth between the prosecution and defence. Sitam said the defence always used this tactic whenever they disagreed with a witness's answer and proceeded to quote case law. Judge Naslan agreed with the prosecution's reasoning and allowed Afida's testimony to be on record. During this exchange, Najib in the dock seemed to be paying close attention. A few of his supporters entered the courtroom and shook hands with him quickly before taking a seat. Afida was let go soon after and court took a 10-minute break. After the break, the prosecution's 40th witness, Mazida Abdul-Majid, returned to the stand for cross-examination. Shafi was going through the cabinet's code of ethics with her. On day 27, Mazida had testified that it was normal practice for cabinet ministers to leave meetings if they had vested interest in the matter being tabled. Ray will tell us more. Shafi tried to reassure the witness that she does not need to be worried about his questioning. She retorted, really? Which had everyone laugh out loud. There are certain details that Mazida cannot reveal as they were state secrets. Mazida said that in over 21 years, she had gone through and searched her mind and she has never encountered a situation where the PM had vested interest in a company. Shafi said that if the PM leaves a meeting, then there will be no one to brief the cabinet. This meant they were abandoning their duty as the minister. Of this, Mazida said she is not sure. She said most cases where former ministers have left cabinet meetings were because they were related by blood to someone in the companies that were being discussed. Before she left the stand, Mazida was re-examined by DPP Sitam, who asked her if she knew whether Najib had a personal interest in SRC and if he had received any payment from the company. She said no, she did not know. Mazida was excused. The 42nd witness to take the stand was Subo Mohammed Yassin, a former director of SRC. His name came up previously in Ambank branch manager Uma Davis' testimony. He was a signatory for one of the SRC's accounts with the bank. The 68-year-old Subo seemed frail, walking slowly to the witness stand with the aid of a cane. He has been placed under witness protection by the MACC. He worked in various government departments from 1974 to 2009, which was when he retired. He then joined SRC and was appointed director of the company on August 1, 2011 by Najib. In its infancy, SRC decided to invest in natural resources. This confirmed the testimony of a previous witness, Kamaria Nuruddin, a former director of energy in the economic planning unit. Subo confirmed there were two loan applications to KWAP in 2011 and 2012 for the amounts of 2 billion ringgit each. The first loan was discussed during a board meeting on August 23, 2011. 
It was tabled by Nick Faisal and would have a government guarantee. The board agreed to the loan. Just before the court broke for lunch, Shafi requested for tomorrow to be vacated as he had other matters in the higher courts. Judge Naslan agreed. Subo continued reading his witness statement after lunch. He said that he was a signatory of the loan agreement between SRC and KWAP for the loan, but had little knowledge otherwise. He also corroborated a few things, that the signature on the guarantee letter was Najib's, and that all matters regarding SRC went through Nick Faisal and the former PM. As a director, he said he had no power and it was ultimately Najib who could hire or fire. Whenever he questioned certain decisions, Nick Faisal always replied, I got clearance from the top. He took that to mean Najib, which was what Izmi said as well. Here's Yvonne to tell us more. Subah said he didn't resign because he felt responsible. He told the court that in 2015, he had called MACC to make an appointment to discuss SRC. It was then that he received an anonymous call, during which the caller gave him a warning saying, Dato, you don't have to come. Just go away and leave the country. The caller said that he was from MACC and spoke in Malay. So he ran away to Bangkok for a month with his wife because he was afraid. Nick Faisal had also called him about the SRC case, telling him to run away as it implicated Najib. While in Bangkok, Subo met a mysterious man who gave him and his wife plane tickets to Abu Dhabi. There they stayed at the Rosewood Hotel for a week. He confessed that the flight tickets and hotel stay were paid for, but he wasn't sure by whom. After a week in Abu Dhabi, he went back to Bangkok. There he stayed for roughly three years before returning to Malaysia in June 2018, after the 14th general election which saw the defeat of Barisan National. Around this time, Nick Faisal called and told him to flee again to avoid the authorities. Subo said he decided not to run again and stayed to help investigations. Before wrapping up for the day, Subo revealed that he went to Switzerland in 2013 with the SRC Board of Directors and Nick Faisal. He said this was to ensure the 1.5 billion ringgit transferred to BSI was still there. Court was adjourned soon after and will return on July 1st. This podcast is produced, written and mixed by Revati Supramaniam, Yappik Kwan, Yvonne Lim and Ravin Palanisami. Additional reporting by Timothy Acharyam. I'm Patrick Teo.